the proposition of my talk today is the endowment model style of investing is as relevant as ever. If you look at traditional market valuations and expected returns, you won't be able to make a lot of money investing just in traditional assets. Equity valuations are at record highs. Interest rates are very low or in the process of being raised. So there should be an alternative for you to generate better returns going forward. And that's what the endowment model is all about. The endowment model was basically created by the CIO of Yale University in 1985, David Swenson, who passed away about one year ago, who in 1985 started to run the endowment money uh, at that time consisted of roughly $1 billion. And at fiscal year and last year, that had increased to more than $40 billion. Creating an annualized performance of in excess of, of 13%. But not only Yale, but other large North American or European endowments follow the same approach. Harvard, MIT, Stanford, um, in the UK, Oxford and, and uh, Cambridge fall under this category. Um, what is interesting, if you look at the endowment model, is that a large allocation of the assets is done to non-traditional or alternative assets. And an observation in that realm is that the greater the endowment, the larger the allocation to alternative asset class, notably liquid alternatives and private markets allocation. And the larger the allocation to these alternative asset classes, also the higher the performance over different time periods has been. So let's look at the core investment principles of endowment style investing. I mean, the first point is the endowment portfolio is a long-term oriented growth portfolio. And if you look at the, the investment portfolio, if, if you look at the investment performance of many endowment portfolios, they have outperformed traditional equity markets, albeit with a much, much lower volatility. So you can generate uh, growth performance with lower volatility. And that's basically through four main elements. The first element is a long-term strategic asset allocation. The second is a high allocation to active management strategies that generate alpha. The third is implementing your investment decisions through external managers. And last but not least, implementing the investment strategy very efficient and cost-effectively. So let's look at the four different elements. Long-term strategic asset allocation is one of the most important determinants of long-term performance of multi-asset uh, asset portfolios in the first place. There has been uh, academic research on that uh, for, for many, many years, but a lot of um, the practitioners also report that the vast majority of the return is generated from what asset class you invest in. And the broader diversified the portfolio, the better the risk-adjusted performance is. So adding um, 
alternative asset classes to bonds and equities like private markets on the equity side, on the debt side, on the real estate, real estate side, on the infrastructure, infrastructure side is important. Another important alternative asset class is liquid alternatives. Liquid alternatives to diversify the traditional assets in creating independent returns of the underlying um, beta market, so to speak. So generating alpha out of equity strategies, credit strategies, or generating interesting um, risk premia from systematic approaches, be it in the trend following space, being it in the equity market neutral space, and the like. Um, the next important core investment principle is the active management. Active management means that you have a lot of degrees of freedom in taking investment decisions. Let's look at uh, private equity, for example. Compared to public equity investing, where you can only purchase and sell a stock on the exchange and perhaps engage as an activist, private equity has a much, much larger toolkit. You can go into the company, change the management, exchange the board, restructure the company, use financial uh, leverage to increase the efficiency, use other corporate activities like mergers and acquisitions or spin-offs to really create new value and additional value um, in, um, for, for this particular private company. On the liquid alternative side, um, you can increase the investment degrees, use leverage, entertain short selling, or use other derivative strategies to, um, to get to um, active returns or alpha returns. Um, the last point was effective implementation. And alternative asset classes have been, um, have been known for their high cost level. And it's important that you implement um, these strategies very cost effe effectively and uh, only pay for alpha for the active management that these strategies achieve. I have been involved for more than 20 years in endowment style investing, and I wanted to share some of the experiences I've had um, in different areas. Let's look at, at the first area, which is the overall or asset allocation, uh, asset allocation area. Lessons um, in, the overall, in the overall allocation is the robust strategic asset allocation is very important and tactical asset allocations only to a certain extent and in particular anti-cyclically have been very successful. It's very tempting to time asset classes but only very skilled and potentially the outliers of a big, uh, big data set are successful in that. What we do believe in is anti-cyclical um, tactical asset allocation in that you invest after a crisis has happened. May that be in 2008 when uh, credit assets sold off significantly and uh, an investment, for example, in mortgage-backed securities that caused the whole financial crisis in 2008 made a lot of sense because they were trading at ridiculously 
low levels. Or in areas of um, in, in um, traditional assets, for example, in the equities, when you had significant sell-offs in public equity markets, when you were buying um, into equity markets at very low valuations when nobody wanted them. The problem with this anticyclical value investing is that when crisis happens, investors typically don't have the guts nor the liquidity. So it's important that in your endowment portfolio you uh, take care of these two issues in that um, you really follow through when an active, uh, when an anticyclical value opportunity presents itself and that, that you have the available, the available liquidity to implement it. Another important aspect is in terms of efficiency is how do you implement your strategies? What is the fact what is the allocation to internal strategies that tend to be more cost effective? And what is the allocation to best in class external fund manager strategies? Um, I have had the experience that over time with building internal internal resources, um, a shift from external strategy to internal strategies makes sense, but only on the edges. Being able to internalize all the active management strategies would require huge resources and access to fantastic internal managers that is very difficult to achieve. To summarize this implementation aspect for all strategies is wherever possible pay for the alpha and minimize the costs in all the other areas. An important component of endowment strategies are private markets. And private markets present particular challenges in that they are illiquid and you have to allocate capital or commit capital to the underlying managers or strategies and you have to manage the cash flows, a potential overcommitment strategy to have an appropriate investment degree to the underlying private market strategies. But in addition to these operational complexities, the most important challenge, and challenge to tackle is the access to excellent managers. Every manager that will present um, himself or herself to you will show you a top quartile track record at the least. It's your task to really analyze which manager um, will achieve top quartile performance going forward. The data that the manager presents, what, um, what is real, what is back-tested, what um, has been achieved by a team of, um, team of managers and not um, the particular person you are talking to. So access to established and emerging top performing managers is really important and it takes a lot of experience building a network, also a lot of errors that you will make um, over time um, to get uh, access to these good managers. What is also important on in the private market side is that you complement your ex, ex, uh, external managers with secondaries and co-investment, co-underwriting strategies to mitigate, for example, J-curve, but also reduce the costs of these strategies. Co-investments typically 
have no additional cost layer, so you get them for free. So really underwriting which ones fit into your portfolio and which um, are value added pays off from, from an investment performance point of view. The last point on private markets experience that um, I've made is stay the course. Don't try to time too much private markets. It's important that um, you have a steady course of commitments to the underlying private equity managers to be, to be able to stay with the excellent managers in each of their re-ups. But also, in order to take advantage of the investment opportunities that might present themselves in a particular vintage year, which you don't foresee at the time when you commit the money. What are experience on the liquid alternatives uh, side I've made over the last um, more than 25 years, first has to deal with some of the pitfalls of investing in liquid alternatives. Um, one of the biggest pitfalls has been the lack of transparency, risk management and control issues, and alignment of interest issues in this asset class. This is an asset class that had a, a long history of ups and downs, and um, it's important that the way you implement it avoids those pitfalls. And a very good strategy to avoid those pitfalls is invest with these managers through segregated managed accounts, where you have full position transparency, but also when there is a risk management failure, you can take control of the portfolio and liquidate the portfolio. Some experience, ex experiences from the great financial crisis in 2008, where a lot of people were disappointed with hedge funds, had to do with a lack of transparency. Investors found out afterwards what illiquid investments some of these um, semi-liquid strategies had done, and that they weren't able to, that they couldn't be sold in the aftermath of the financial crisis. The second issue was that managers didn't stick to their risk management discipline. And when a, risk ma when a hedge fund manager uh, violated those risk management parameters, for example, in terms of a maximum drawdown, the only sanction of an investor in a fund would be to put in the redemption that might take another month um, um, to be implemented and the money to be returned. If you have managed accounts, you can act immediately when risk management uh, rules are violated and take control of the portfolio. The second important um, experience in liquid alternatives is how do you implement the alternatives in the overall endowment portfolio? And there are different ways to do it, as an all-weather portfolio, as a portfolio that has a, a lot of beta exposure and performs very well in bull market and tries to buffer in bear markets. I have found that the most effective way of implementing liquid alternative strategies is to really look for the alpha that these managers uh, generate and avoid managers that have too high of a beta because you can get that beta much more cheaply on the long-only equity side or much more effectively on, on, on the private market side. So with our managers, we tailor the portfolios, for example, in the long-short sector, that we have minimal 
um, that we have minimal equity exposure and uh, with a managed account set up um, you can you can implement strategies of uh, managers that typically have a long beta exposure in a market neutral fashion and you can do that also in a very cost efficient uh, cost efficient manner because now you have a higher gross exposure on which you pay the same fees so to sum up um, on the liquid alternative side measure alpha avoid paying for market risk and implement cost effectively as well um, to summarize my proposition was that endowment style investing is as relevant as ever and um, well-managed endowment portfolios have generated excellent performance in line with um, public equity markets albeit with a much lower volatility and this has been done through a, a very robust strategic asset allocation a high allocation to alternative investment strategies and active uh, active management that generate alpha in addition to the beta returns that the underlying asset classes generate. My experience has been that the most important aspect to getting to excellent performance is getting access to these external managers that are top quarter, that generate excellent returns over different uh, cycles and not just ride the beta wave. You have to address some of the operational complexities like um, cash flow management on the private market side and J-curve um, mitigation, as well as um, the pitfalls on transparency and risk management on the liquid alternative side to really, um, to really be able to reap the benefits of these alternative investment strategies. Last but not least, um, I, I think um, that in the current environment, private market investments continue to be very interesting uh, compared to public market investments because of the greater toolkit that these strategies have and the fact that public markets um, have shrunk and private markets have become ever bigger. There's an interesting um, analysis by um, the World Bank that looked at the number of public companies, uh, domestic public companies and UX stock exchanges which has halved between 1997 and 2020. So with that I think um, I argued my case that the endowment model is as relevant uh, as ever.